0: What's up, GW Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening for today's episode. It's been a while, and I have to apologize to all the fans and all the listeners. It just, you know, it was the last episode was the last one in February, last Friday in February. And then March, I had a huge conference for 4-H uh, the first weekend, and so I was like, you know what, we can miss one week, and then you know I'll get on the next week, and then little do we know, the next week, Friday the thirteenth started this coronavirus, and so I just haven't had episodes to to release, and then I couldn't have guests, and so it's been a, just a wild time. And I thought about doing some solo episodes, but let me know, DM me if you wouldn't mind some solo episodes, just Ben's thoughts. Maybe they're a little shorter, maybe they're like you know twenty minute, thirty minute episodes instead of the full hour. So that was uh, one of the things I've been thinking about doing, but luckily through technology and Zoom and, and being able to connect with some people, uh, we were able to get a couple episodes out, um, and I think they're going to be really good. This episode I had my brother Will, who you know has I've referenced him many of times in the podcast. He's finally here. Um, that when I first started, he was in Afghanistan serving his country, and so he was always listening, and that was really cool and supportive. And so I got my brother Will. I got longtime guest uh, Nathan Dickens here. Y'all love Nathan. He uh, he gets spiritual on this episode, man. He just he just starts talking about some things on his heart and it's like whoa okay powerful um was not ready for that and it's really cool insightful and then of course i got the cool man himself mr asher Griffith. um y'all know asher he's been on the podcast a couple times uh he owns arcadia coffee which he gives you a code if you use the gwb um 40 i think right great right buffalo podcast 40 He'll give you 40% off any coffee orders, and he's a small-town business owner, so if you could support him in this time, that would be awesome. Um, and we get a little GWB merch there. So we appreciate all that. It's a great episode. We love you. We miss you. We're going to be way more active on Instagram. We're going to be putting some episodes out. i got three episodes just in the bank right now that we're going to be putting out. Uh, one of them is going to be about Tiger King. What's up? One of them is going to be just like some friends catching up. I have one guy who's coming on here who um, – has a, a four kids and it has some crazy life stories and i was like whoa i gotta talk to you on the podcast and he's like yeah man come on so that's that's a chad and chad's gonna be awesome so anyways we love y'all we thank you for all the support follow us on instagram at the great Buffalo podcast we're on spotify and apple and if you're listening on apple give us five stars and rise to review it helps us get noticed and picked up by more and more people and we appreciate it oh gotta mention we got merch we got green red shirts um comfort colors we got a bunch of them we got some hats and stickers um with any purchase right now if you use the code COVID-19 we'll give you uh 20% off I was gonna say 19% off but that's like mathematically it's a little harder so we'll just say 20% off if you use code COVID-19 and I'm throwing stickers in every order that way you get stickers, and the idea is, you know what, you take one for yourself and then pass a couple out, get the word out there so the herd can grow. We appreciate the love and support, and if you need anything, reach out to us. You know, uh, you all know I'm a youth pastor, and you know I'm here to share some hearts and some insight, and so if you need anything, just reach out. We're here for you. Uh, we're a podcast, but we're also a herd. So we're here for you, and uh, we appreciate you listening to today's episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Wandering through the great plains alive, things move fast. Sometimes a blur.
1: Don't you let this bumpy road separate you from the herd. And when you think the day's done, the sun is getting low. We're all looking for something rare: the Great White Buffalo. The Great White Buffalo podcast with Ben Mayfield.
0: What up, GWB Nation? And welcome to the episode of the Great White Buffalo podcast. This is your host, Ben Mayfield, ladies and gentlemen. We are back from the COVID-19 break. We were uh, able to get some guests here who have been desanitized. They are wonderful human beings. They are all familiar to the podcast in multiple ways. In my co-pilot seat is probably the number one person that's been on the podcast besides me is Mr. Nathan Dickens. What's up, Nate?
2: How's everybody doing?
0: Dude, I think they're doing... I think they need this right now. I think everybody, need, America needs this right now. They do. They do. They need the GWB Nation. And, of course, in the guest of honor seat... Is the man of honor. It's Mr. Asher Griffith.
1: Glad to be back. Doing all right? Doing just absolutely fantastic. you got a chain right now, dude. You freaking blinging. Dude, um, people give me grief about my gold chain, but... They shouldn't. I'm wearing it on my wedding day over my tie. Absolutely. I haven't told Grace yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't,
0: Don't tell her until she's up there. And then in the wild card, the outsider, the maverick seat, if you will is a man who's never been on the podcast, but you've heard his name multiple times. It's my brother, my blood brother, Mr. Will Mayfield. What's up, Will? Uh, You've never come here blood brother before. So <laughs> 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 well, I just want like, people to know that you and I are like actually like, because people will say like, oh, it's my brother, like it's my sis, but it's like not actual their brother or sis, they're, like Christianly brothers. <laughs> this is my actual birth brother, Will. Will, welcome to the podcast. I'm right, glad to be here. I'm thinking I might be your first
3: person to listen to uh, your podcast in a war zone, so that's going to be my little claim to fame.
2: War hero.
0: War hero. War hero. War hero. hero. Will, it was always funny when I was looking at the uh, statistics, like the little website that shows the podcast, and it'll say, like, you know, so many downloads in America, and then you have, like, some downloads in, like, Chile or... Egypt but I always had like 17 downloads from Afghanistan. <laughs> I was like that's my brother <laughs> like he's not lying to me. He is listening because <laughs> or you know there's some other some afghanis that are just uh, really into buffaloes. I mean I was spreading that
3: merch in <laughs> Afghanistan for uh, key leaders and eng- uh, engagement. I was like, "Hey guys, you listen to
0: GW Nation?" <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay, you're arrested. All right. <laughs> so today I was thinking about what to talk about and and Nathan and I were talking on Monday. About, you know, it's our first episode we've posted in in months now, and some of that's due to my own fault, and some of that's due to life being crazy, and then also now we're in like this quarantine era, of people not wanting to get out, not doing things, but we said, you know, we need to meet in a safe way, so we're all socially distant, and how can we talk about the corona virus and the way that our life was before and after, some of the heartfelt, some of the struggles, some of the the insight that I think this provides, some of the hope and some of the uh, wisdom that it can provide in this time of isolation, that it's not just a time of despair, but also a time that we can um, grow and deepen our relationship with the Lord or deepen our relationship with others, um, get to know people, get to know ourselves in ways that we haven't ever experienced before, because this is the first time In modern history, where you know isolation on this level has been a thing, so um, does anybody want to start us off here about some of the things that they've um, have seen? I mean, we can go for like a timeline of like the last day of school was like was Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, was Was it not crazy? Yeah, March really crazy. I
2: didn't know that Friday the
0: thirteenth, and that was the last day of school, and then the first week of quarantine, and now we're still in quarantine um, for the rest of the school year is out for. the 2020 school year, depending yeah. on where you listen to this. Um, and so it's been kind of wild. And so, one of the things that I was talking to some high schoolers with is it wasn't like they took away, like, okay, there's no sports or there's no first period or there's no this. It was everything at once got cut. Yeah. And uh, Ashley used the word earlier, and they've been using it uh, is grief. We're like, we're grieving this process of like, it's almost like you're grieving. From your normal life, and all of a sudden, boom, it's no longer there. Yeah. And so, how do you grieve that process and like the struggle of maybe you don't have a personal connection to the healthcare or an elderly person that's at risk? And so, you don't think it's important. And so, how do you balance all of that? So, it's been kind of wild.
1: Yeah, it absolutely has. Um, I remember, so when everything started hitting the fan, I mean, it was literally like 24 hours. Okay, school's canceled on. Monday, another 24 hours. Oh, it's for the next week. And then, like, just escalating, just dropping bombs over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it was Thursday the 12th. I was at a job fair, and um, we were about to go in, and my principal at Lumpkin, um, Lumpkin was supposed to be one of the schools set up at the job fair. And then we get in there, and he's not there. And then I asked someone, they're like, oh, uh, they had to hop on a conference call with Governor Kemp. Um, And I was like, hmm. So I called my brother, who's also um, an educator, private educator up in Dalton. And he was like, well, I mean, if you think about it, they're closing school now and there are 31 cases. And, I mean, just mathematics, exponents.
0: It it, it was like, why? It's so stupid. Why would you close it for 31? There's 11 million people in the state of Georgia. But
1: if you think about, like... The way that, I mean, just anything spreads, the cold spreads, like, it's that number is not going to be like more reasonable in a week from now. And so, from very early on, like, trying to come to grips with, like, I might have spent my last day at the school, um, like, from very, very early on. And it's just like a very, very strange thing to grasp. I yeah. think it, uh,
3: oh, go ahead, Nate. No, 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 you're good. I was going to say, uh, I think it really hit me whenever the NBA canceled their season. God. Oh, geez. And I was like, what? This is. This might be serious,
0: dude. You, know? you know, I got an email yeah. from the NBA, my employer, uh, uh, Atlanta right. Hawks. That's dude, right. <laughs> I'm not even. I'll show you the email after this. It was like, hey, Ben, we had a great season. They paid me for the last two games of the season that I didn't get to work because they I oh. guess, already set the the, the yeah. money aside, yeah. and so they already paid me. They were like, hey, we appreciate you. You know, don't make any media press releases about you know the future of the Hawks or whatever. I was like, I, trust me, no media is asking me about the Hawks. But it was kind of cool. I was like, but it got real, though. Yeah. It got real. Yeah, I think you should have. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, that's that something.
2: It. I think, Asher, you've been reading. What, what's the book that you've been reading? Or Josh has been reading? Emotional, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Emotionally Healthy spi- Spirituality. I haven't read it yet, but I want to. But they've been talking to me about it. And I think it's a. there's something that's brought up in the book that I think is... Uh, really interesting is that the grieving process that's happening Mm -hmm. is not only grieving things of past, but it's grieving things that never were. And so like, how do you grieve? You know, it's already hard enough to go through the grieving process of like losing a loved one or losing a job or uh, losing a relationship or something of that nature. But now there's a lot of people, you know, you talk about high school students, college students, just people in general, you're, you're grieving something that never was you're grieving your, um, the, your, your, your prom. Your prom your or week, your graduation, um, graduation yeah. or your grieving if you had a family vacation. Or some people, um, they're still trying to figure out if there's going to be, you know, summer internships or whatever that looks like. So now they're Summer having, camp. Yeah, summer camp. I know Camp
0: Glisten yeah. and some 4-H camps are all kind of yeah. up in the air yeah. right now.
2: And so it's kind of grieving something that never was. And so especially being in this time where we're just in waiting, we're not sure when this is going to get, you know, back to normal or... Because even when everything you know they say go back to normal life, it won't be normal. There are going to be a lot of people that are cautious, as should be. We should slowly get back into it. There are some Asian countries that have have seen kind of like a second wave. They thought it was going away, and then it's spiking back up. And yeah. what if this? I was you know I was talking with my um, one of my sisters the other day, and she was like, "What if um, if there is no um, vaccine or not vaccine?" Um, yeah, a vaccine
0: uh, to cure coronavirus. Well,
2: yeah, back yeah, sure. Yes, I think that's the right word I'm looking for. Anyways, yes, yes, yes. Vaccine. Yeah, yeah it's vaccine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I agree that's a um, word. <laughs> that is a word. That is a word. But if there is no vaccine, this could be a become a normal for a year, or two or three till they find one. You know, it could be right. times where maybe it goes down a little bit, but then it comes back up and then we have to shut down for two or three months and then right. do the same thing and it just be over. But the whole idea of grieving, yeah, I think it's really interesting the idea of having to grieve something that never was. And I think that takes on a whole new whole new level.
1: And I think that it's so important to be okay with that. Um and just in the sense of like is it like it's super okay to be sad and it's necessary to be sad and angry and like all the stages of grief and I was <clears throat> I was kind of I was talking to Wynn, my older brother, and shout out to Win. We were just discussing like, man, I'm really conflicted because there's all these exciting things going on in my life. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm losing my last two months of living with Josh and Noah. I'm losing my last two months of Wesley getting to lead worship, like all these things. And when was like, have grace with yourself because like no one's gone through this. And so no one knows how to do quarantine well. No one knows how to like do this well because it's all new for everyone and so it's so important to have grace and like i think that there's definitely like not the best uses of your time but like have grace if like like today today we and i can get into this later but we kind of finalized that we're going to have to postpone our wedding that was at the end of may and I was just like very sad. My fiance, extremely sad, having to like talk to our parents about it, start planning for the fall, um, a reschedule, and I was like, "Man, I'm just, I'm just sad and like kind of angry at like I don't even know what." And I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna lay down. I'm gonna take a nap. I'm not gonna be productive today, and that's okay. And it's just weird going from a life that's so busy where student teaching." school, coffee, all these things occupy literally, I mean, my time is set aside. And now being in a place where it's like, I can can rest, I can slow down. If I don't get anything done today, that's okay. And I need to have grace on myself. It's been so challenging, like being someone who is task-oriented, task-driven, to not like... Be so down on myself, and I have a friend um, who posted on Instagram um, and it was just saying, like, now you are at the point where, like, like a very raw version of yourself is coming out. Like, you can't strive, and are you okay? Like, are you confident in your relationship with the Lord? How He sees you, that you don't have to strive, because I feel like very much. For me, I feel like, man, I'm, I'm leading worship at Wesley. Man, I am trying to be Jesus to my students and all this stuff. And now that that's gone, can I believe what Jesus says about me is true still? And so it's a very, it's just been a very weird, hard, all of the emotions you could ever feel kind of thing. For
0: sure. I think, uh, too, to kind of tag onto that a little bit was with our students, you know, the high schoolers that I work with. You know, we had an international mission trip to Mexico. They got canceled. Nathan was supposed to go on that too, which for me it was a a huge hit because I've never been out of the country except like on a cruise to the Bahamas with my brother, and I've been to Puerto Rico, but that's a U.S. territory, and you had have to have a passport. And so like, I've but this was like the big the big one. And so uh, and was going to be cool culturally. We're going to be serving the Lord. It might be a future Wesley mission trip. It could still be. And it was like all these really cool potential things, and that got cut. And then the high school mission trip, which we take every summer, that got cut. And so I saw a lot of the students, um, I was telling them earlier, they, we were on a Bible study Zoom when the first announcement came out that there was no more school for the rest of the school year and just had that like, like a gut wrench, kind of like there's no hope. And um, that's the mindset that they were feeling. And I thought of this, um, of Joseph from Scripture, who was thrown into prison for two years. For two years he was in prison and then at the end he was the Pharaoh, got him out of prison, he was interpreting dreams, came from like prison to power type story. And like this power that is in waiting, the power of, of being in wait and I think of the analogy of like uh, being in an airplane before you take off, like you're waiting in the airplane and you know you're ready to go like, I want to get to my destination. I want to go do this. I want to get this done. But you're, you're there and you're sitting in the tarmac. Well, it's because the engineers making sure all the engines are going. The pilots making sure the course is set up. The flight attendants are making sure everything is seated. And like there's all these different things that are making sure that the flight is going to be successful. And so how do we have that patience and that, you know, kind of that internal hope and grace and peace or whatever it may be of going, you know what, I'm in the plane, I'm good and I'm going to be comfortable in waiting, because all because you're waiting doesn't mean God's not there or a higher power or a higher hope isn't there, and it's going to be okay. Um,
2: and well, and that's that story, because Joseph had been in prison for a while, but then the chief, uh, the baker, and then the chief cupbearer got thrown into prison, and when he interpreted the dream for, I forget which one, I think it was the baker. He interpreted them for both of them, oh, okay. but the first one, um, he you know, told the guy that Pharaoh's going to kind of like reinstate you. And when he interpreted the, the dream and then uh, Pharaoh actually reinstated him, the chief uh, baker, whichever one was the other one, saw that it was a favorable thing and it happened. He was like, oh, well, what does mine mean? And he said, you're going to be killed. And then he was killed, but he told the chief, uh, the, the other one that, um, I'm maybe mixing up the order. Either way, he told him, whenever you get out, remember me. And then he sat there for two more years. And then when Pharaoh was having trouble interpreting the dreams, or all the people were uh, all his people were mm-hmm. having trouble with it, they find he said, "Oh, I remember someone." So I mean, think about Joseph, who had the hope of getting the dream early on when he was young, like seventeen, that the with all the stars and and the other stars bowed to him, <clears throat> and then his brothers selling him into slavery, and then him being um, the number two man for one of Pharaoh's. Uh, High leaders, and then you know that person's wife uh, was trying to sleep with him, and Joseph wouldn't do it. And Joseph was like telling the truth and all that, and she even was stripping his clothes off. And um, uh, when she screams because she realized, Oh, his cloak's here, and then the guards came and she said, Hey, he tried to rape me, so they threw him in prison and he's there for however long. And then that happens, and he's thinking, Oh, here's some hope, and all I've done is right. And there's what, like. I mean, think about in that waiting, and then he finally gets reinstated when he's like thirty uh, to Pharaoh's number two person. So I mean, he was in jail pretty much prison for pretty much half of his life, and so I mean, I, I think it's you know, right now it's just an interesting time because it almost seems like there is no hope. It almost feels like what what hope is right. there to have when
0: they took away that that there's no more school there's no more school but there's that, no that took away what they thought was going to be their hope yeah and there's and no there's like, no
2: end point in this yeah. i mean we're seeing it around the world where it feels like it it it's heavy but it's also you know there's no end date of like this ends at this time or um you know if we do this for 2 weeks it it'll help but there's it's not like at the end of this 2 weeks we're going to go back to life as we know there's a lot of Things and it's it's affecting people not only their health but financially and it's it's affecting so many things that I think right now at this time, kind of what we're talking about with the busyness and keeping you, you our, our minds have have been trained especially with technology and all this stuff to keep our minds always going. We don't like to be bored. We don't like to just sit and be. Um, a lot of people are you know super hooked to their phones or mm-hmm. to to social media. I mean. How many times have we gone out to eat and you see a family just sitting there, you know, on their phone the whole time? Or or when was the last time you sat down to watch a a, a show on Netflix, but you didn't check your phone? I mean, we're we're constantly going. But I think there's some things, there are a lot of things being stripped of us where we think, if I achieve this, then I'm better at this, or I'm I'm good at being a a teacher, I'm good at being a pastor, I'm good at being whatever it is that you're good at. And it's kind of being stripped away from us to where, like Asher said, there is this kind of rawness that you have to just deal with yourself. And I yeah. think there's something really beautiful about this time if we'll look at it in some positive ways where we can really slow down, we can really sit back. And and for me, you know, I with faith and everything, this is a time to, to sit in, like, what do we really put our trust in? I mean, this has really knocked the world down. Um, it, it's destroyed, it doesn't, you know... it. it we we all know that we're going to die one day. We all know that that's going to happen, but we kind of put it on the back burner. <laughs> Spoiler um, alert! Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but the thing is, this has really brought it to the forefront of. We really don't have a lot of control that we think we do. You know, we always plan for retirement. We think if we do this in the next five years, we'll get this. We'll do this. We'll do this. But then here comes a virus out of Wuhan, China, and it is it is knocked back every sense of normality that we've we've had in. Our life, anybody that's living in their lifetime, and I think that's something that's can be really struggling in the sense of there's, it it feels like there's no hope, there's no end in sight. Um, There's media, there's so many different media outlets, and especially how divided our country is already politically. But you know, there's a bunch of different people saying a bunch of different things, and no one knows which way to, you know, is up and down, and who's telling the truth and who's not, and it, 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 people are losing jobs and and they're having to work from home or whatever it is. But I think the beauty of of everything is, especially with faith, is that it's kind of bringing us to this point of what do I really put my trust in? What do I really put my hope in? What do I really put my identity in? What do I really care about in life? You know, it's slowing us down that just because we're busy doesn't mean that we're productive. I mean, mm-hmm. when was someone was telling me the other day that they had lunch with their family and and one of their children said, "I don't remember the last time we had lunch together." Mm-hmm. And so if, we're, if we'll open up our eyes, we'll slow down our minds, and we'll just sit there in our thoughts and allow us to think, what's important? What do we really believe? What do we really want our lives to say? What do we really want coming out of this? It could turn into a very beautiful picture and a very beautiful thing uh, for not only everybody but the world.
0: I was just saying, like, being a, a teacher's kid, we didn't have lunch with our parents. They were at school. We were at school. Um, the that, thing that, I, that, that kind of demeaned. I wasn't trying to demean. I was just saying, like, when you were, you just made me think of like, I don't think I've ever had lunch with my
2: parents either. But I mean, like on a Saturday. I mean, most people don't have lunch like during the day, but they don't have like, like on a Saturday or a Sunday or something. You know, I mean, that's even true, most true. Saturdays it's filled with soccer games. It's filled with people going to a thousand different places. Oh, it's, that's true. Too, it's yeah. you know we're going to you know yeah we may have lunch like through a drive through or something, but the last time you just sat down and like talked and you're just with each other and and really focusing on that person and having nowhere to be i mean we we're, we're not supposed to go anywhere like we're supposed to be at home and i think that that's really or podcasting yeah we're podcasting it's probably probably the, by uh, Zoom. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we're zooming right now
3: we're yeah, not yeah we're totally room. zooming no, uh, well, first off, I thought this was going to be a Game of Thrones fan theory podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> this, this threw me off a little bit. I do think it's an interesting uh, concept that you brought up, Nathan, about this, like the whole social media aspect. It's the first time we, like, as a society, had this horrible tragedy happen where we can all just log on to Twitter and Facebook and read stuff, you know, all the misinformation. Um, I remember when I was in middle school and 9-11 happened. You know, it was, you know, that whole tone shift of the country happening. And it's kind of the same thing where, you know, people don't really know what tomorrow's going to hold. So it's a little interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the thing with social media and stuff. Right now, the average amount of screen time for teenagers and young adults four is hours. four to six hours a day. Yeah. And and that's just the average. I mean, some students were young and old, but some people were pushing seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day. And that is just upped everything, especially everyone's focusing on, on using social media as a platform to get out their material, whether it's churches or whether it's, um, you know, stores going to mainly online, which isn't a bad thing. I think it's great that we're able to um, have this, this uh, technology and the, the ability to do that, but I also sit there and I think man I hope we're not just we're yeah. feeding our minds to stay busy even though we're not going places and we're not allowing ourselves to just sit there and be and, and we're 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 continuing this track of we got to be busy we got to be making moves we got to be doing things yeah. and so I think it's 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 a good time for us to be able to say hey let's use this in a responsible way let's use this to to do some great things for it but uh let's also monitor and have some some self-discipline to say okay i'm only going to spend a little bit of time here on this day or like really spend some time you know writing letters or reading a book or or just sitting on the front porch or back porch and and doing nothing and just allowing your mind to kind of be bored and just think and just and and like get your mind going again that i think could be really really good
0: is like one of those things where like you have a um You know how we all have, like, a to-do list? And it's like, man, like, that mental to-do list. But I don't have enough time to do it. I've had, like, a week off I could do it. You know, but I don't have that time off. But now that we have, like, the time off to do it, we go, Yeah, "Yeah, but I'm just, like, tired, you know? And it's like, wait a minute. It wasn't the fact that you didn't have time to do it. You didn't have the willpower or the discipline Mm -hmm. to do it. And so it's like, take this waiting period. To maybe challenge yourself to grow in different ways. Maybe yeah. it's writing. Maybe it's just listening to an album. Yeah. You know, whatever it may be, just to get yourself off the plug in the phone and maybe into a little more human connection slash your inner, Yeah. you know, your inner connection. Yeah,
1: I think it, it like a lot of things, is just trying to, especially coming from, like, a background of, like, we are, yesterday we recorded our Wesley worship, and we were going to like, we put it out every Wednesday. We've been making these funny videos that we're putting out and stuff like that. Um, but to like, I believe that everything that we do, everything that we take in is forming us. And when you are consuming just all of this, like all of this news, like all of the time, it's forming you. And it a lot of times is forming us into anxiety, forming us into being more anxious than we would be. And so, even coming from a business standpoint and being like, well, I, I want to market coffee like I like we always do, but now they're... Why, why do you market coffee? Because Arcadia uh, Coffee Roasters... Oh, um, <laughs> are you are own you a coffee company? Yeah, that's that's so whatever. cool. Um, but um, being at this point where it's like everyone is putting out so much content and we are spending more time on our phone. I can't even imagine having like a small child like that normally would have activities during the day, you go to daycare or whatever it is, go to school and then coming home. And like, usually maybe, maybe they're limited to a certain amount of screen time, but now parents just being like on if take in as much as you can, yeah. like, and so thinking about that, I do think that it is hard because it's, I I'm like I want to spend the least amount of time on my phone as possible but I found myself just scrolling for hours and hours and so I do think however that when we come out of this that people are going to realize that there isn't really a substitute for human interaction and like as a self-proclaimed introvert man too much time by myself is detrimental yeah. and mm-hmm. not yeah. having even like I, I mean I meet with my mentor via Zoom and like Wesley does community groups but like that is that gr- that's great and that helps feel that community aspect but just sitting in a one-sided consuming of all of this media I truly do believe that while it, we may struggle still with that um that connection to our phone like the extra appendage like that there is going to be a sense of people realizing, man, there isn't a substitute. Like me scrolling through this person's Instagram is not a substitute for me getting to interact and have a relationship and community with this person. Yeah. Yeah, I I know
3: uh, the middle school has been doing food drives, uh, handing out food twice a week, and I volunteered for pretty much every single one so far just to have something to do, go out there, to seem proactive and doing something positive uh, with my world. And you're uh, we talking about children, you know, this is all just realize we're all personally blessed. So we don't have kids at home. Yeah. You know? So yeah. you're talking about that silver
0: lining. Yeah. That's one of them for us, at least. Yeah. Huh. Um, I was thinking about the the human connection aspect. And one of the things is, like, I do devotionals every day on our Instagram Live and I'm talking to a phone and I can see there's like, yeah. you know, 20, 30 followers, you know, whoever's watching. And so oh, that's cool. But I'm looking at my phone or if I'm looking at Zoom and I have like, you know, 20 high schoolers. And that's cool that I'm like, I'm seeing them. And like, it's like I get joy yeah. and I'm a self-proclaimed extrovert. But there's like this this longing in our hearts to have human connection. Like yeah. We need human connection. And I think, you know on some level the reason why people love social media or they love being on the internet is because in their day-to-day lives maybe they're not being fulfilled emotionally or spiritually physically with with people they don't have a, a healthy striving community i wonder i'm not a, a psychologist but i bet there's a correlation of like you know if you don't interact with people socially well but maybe you'll find that fulfillment what you think is a fulfillment on an internet or on an app mm-hmm. or on a Instagram likes. But what's happening now is we're so starved of that human connection that we had that distinct, you know, desire to go have that we're trying to fulfill it on a phone or on, a, on Instagram, and we're not going to be able to do it.
2: Well, it's yeah. just not sustainable. There was that, what was that documentary that was... Um... Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blackfish? We will talk about that. No, the, the, the documentary that uh, they followed some... Uh, Social media stars, some influencers, some influencers. Mm -hmm. I forget what it was. American meme, American meme, American meme. And pretty much every uh, influencer was super depressed and like really like it. They didn't find full fulfillment in it, and so I think there is something that you can find. Um, people are finding some sort of fulfillment, but it's just not sustainable because we've been, you know, with especially with technology, what it's been doing with our brains is it's... Um, they, uh, I was reading this study that it's awakening parts of our brains, no matter your age, but it's awakening parts of your brains that haven't necessarily been, like, woken up to before. It's messing with some of, like, frontal lobe stuff or something. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know all <laughs> the, the details. but um, and, and so they're seeing with younger people... Um, where, um, Will or I may be used to studying like, okay, we need a little quiet, maybe a little background noise or something like that. But they're finding younger people, their brains can't, they, they really cannot focus unless there's a bunch of noise. Like they, they have a TV show going, they're, they're, they're messing with their phone. They also have some music going on. Their brains have been programmed and have been trained that they need a bunch of noise in order to focus. But the thing is that 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 is a learned trait that is something that has that has been learned and that's something that's developed over time that this can be a time where we start training our brains to do something different to start yes. thinking a little different to start realizing that okay I'm not going to get this fulfillment if I um you know stop listening to the lies of like i need to keep this going on this going on and finding some sort of healthy balance in everything so that way we can train and and i think Asher brought up a good point that hopefully people come out of this realizing there is no substitute and and as christians we believe that we are made for community i mean we cannot do life alone like we we just it's not something in the human nature that you just, you can, there are some few people that can, like, really be okay, but for majority of people, vast majority of people, life is better done with people, and so I think, I'm you know, I'm hoping, it's kind of like what you said, Will, where you were like, man, I want something to do and what better way than to to go out and serve and to go do something that could change the community and that could change people's lives and that people, I mean, Dahlonega may have some money downtown and there are people that do have money, but Lumpkin County, I mean, there are some it's, people it's that don't have running water. There yeah. are people that have holes in their houses. There are people that if they don't... Kids that if they don't go to school, they don't eat. Right. Yeah. And so especially with Title the economy going down, mm-hmm. with everything happening, that's just going to worsen, and maybe this will just waken up to, like Ash was saying, that life is better done together, but we can we can go through this together, and we can help each other, and we can interact still in ways that are personable and that we can right now do some meaningful zooms or Facebook lives or, or FaceTimes or whatever, but we can come back to saying, okay, let's remember how this was kind of how nine eleven shook our country. And we were like, Holy cow, we've got to change a lot of things, but it, for at least, you know, about two weeks, it made people kind of think about life and think about things and think about the way you travel, think about military stuff. I mean, just think about everything, but Maybe this will be a lasting impact that we say, "Man, I remember what it was like to be at home. I remember what it was like to not have just personal contact." And it, you know, again, nine eleven kind of shut us down for two weeks, but we were back to normal. Baseball was back. Everything was kind of back. Military bases tightened Uh, down. All that. Nine eleven
0: shut Disney World down for three days. Yeah. Corona nineteen has shut it down for three weeks.
2: So I mean, (sighs) the thing is, like right now, we can't we can't hug. We can't uh, you know, give each other high fives. Like kiss each other. I was I was running. I was no matter how much you'd (laughs) want to. But I I, I try to keep up uh running pretty daily. And I was running back from the middle school yesterday, I think, and these people were kind of near me. And instead of even just having some healthy distance, I mean the the couple went like 20, 30, 40 feet in the opposite direction. I mean, still wave, but it, it's created this yeah. like We're people, annoying. like we, yeah. we can't even just have social interaction. And, and can we
0: please put a statement out there that we do believe that social distancing does not equate spiritual distancing, but it is necessary. And we are trying to protect people that are at risk and we want to support our healthcare people. We're not saying. Go have community right now, bump the system.
3: No, no, what we're saying is it's just
2: going to remind you of how important community really is. Um,
3: If I can make an analogy, I would say probably social media is like the dessert uh, fulfillment. You know, yeah, it's nice to eat cake every now and then, but you can't eat it every meal. Mm. And so you don't have to necessarily meet a person to get that fulfillment. But just if you can help in any kind of small way, whether that's a home improvement or going to go running, Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, be mindful as you go out there. Absolutely. Um, and it's also, this is revealing a lot of character of people. Yeah. Um, I was in Walmart two or three days ago, and they had just gotten a shipment of toilet paper in, which now is, you know, as good as gold. <laughs> and they the, they had a person there who was saying, please, you know, one per person. And uh, this lady grabbed three, and I was like, excuse me, ma'am, they
0: said one. She's like, who are you? I was like, oh, <clears throat> <laughs> um, never mind. You, you have a <laughs> wonderful day. <laughs> they, at the Dawson Walmart, they... Uh, I bought some toilet paper, and they, uh, the guy behind me had three packs, and the cashier wouldn't let him check out. It said, only one per customer. And he said, ma'am, this is a three four-packs, which is 12. It says, but there's a 20-pack. If I just went and bought the 120-pack, would that count? She goes... Well, technically yes you can go buy the 20 pack but not three and he got all kind of upset and I was just like oh dude yeah. one pack ooh. well
3: I mean of the three of us I think I'm the least uh, trained uh, when it comes to the Bible and stuff but I mean it's revealing you know especially in a time of scarcity of how you act yeah. as yeah. a person you know yeah you know you might be thinking of your family you know oh you know I can get this from my you know my parents or my grandparents and so you might have good intentions but at the same time you should act appropriately because you know, you can share amongst your family, but you're, you're really stealing from
2: somebody else. And so, I think I think this is I think you know, especially spiritual wise, I think this is kind of a uh, an opportune time for revival, um, and and for people to see. You know, you can go as early as like the Israelites, and when they were in the the desert, and God was telling them, "Hey, we're going to rain some manna down, but don't take more than what your family needs. Don't take less than what your family needs. Just take what your family needs. Don't hoard it because the next day it spoiled." But even uh, fast-forwarding to the early Christian church, there was, uh, I can't remember, I think it was the Black Plague, I can't remember, that was taken over Europe. And, yeah, 5th century. And people were were pretty much throwing out family members because it was so contagious, and anyone that got it pretty much died, and, mm-hmm. and people were dying, and so they just put them out to the streets. They wouldn't let their family members in, loved ones, friends, whatever it was, yeah. but the Christians were the ones that were going out and taking people in at the risk of them getting sick and their family getting sick and taking care of these people, something that should have just wiped out Christianity and all those things that, again, I'm not saying that we need it to go... It did kill millions of people. We yes, want to that yes. No, and, but, uh, and we're not duh. saying, like, uh, uh, this self-righteous act of, like, well, I'm going to go put myself in the epicenter of of where, um, like, forcefully putting yourself in a, in a bad situation, but... In when we're in Walmart and we're doing stuff, like, how do we care? How do we react when people do that? How do we take care by going to give food? How do we react and say, you know what, this is about us and this is about sharing the love of Christ and it is about like just reverting back to animalistic instincts yeah. of like, mm-hmm. me and minds?
1: And I think drawing a connection between what we first talked about in grieving and then talking about it revealing your true character and things like that, I, tr- I truly... If I and this is going to be my piece of leaving advice at the end, if you, <laughs> he's a he's an avid listener. He's an avid listener. <laughs> let's go. I I really would just say, you have to let yourself take the time to grieve. But once you've grieved, moving outside of yourself and so for me grieving the loss. Yeah, I going yeah, Can we can we
0: go yeah, ahead? Like I know yeah, you mentioned so, earlier, you're so, going to get
1: married in May, right? And then you had to po- postpone your wedding. Right. So. We are, yeah, we're postponing our wedding to the fall. We're probably gonna go to the courthouse next month. But it being a thing of I'm losing my wedding as I as I thought it was going to be, and losing the last couple months with my roommates, graduation, all of these things. And I did have to take that time for myself, but I couldn't just like sit in that for too long. I tried to let myself have that time, but after a certain point all that does is bring on un- unnecessary anxiety. So someone who struggles with anxiety having this incapability to to stop imagining the future in such a bleak way because that's really what anxiety is is just I mean imagining the future without God's goodness in it. And like so when you have grieved and you've accepted that the next couple months are probably not going to look like what you thought they were going to look like a couple months ago. Getting outside of yourself and realizing that I can hold gratitude in one hand and I can hold sorrow in the other hand. I can be sorrowful and I can grieve, but in the same way, like I just got a job to teach and we have a house, we are still getting married, our families are healthy, and so what do I What do I want to do now is I want... To get outside of myself, I want to look and say, so talking about the coffee, like, our coffee businesses, I mean, we're fine. What's the name of that business? RKD Coffee Roasters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) We, Wynn and I, are the only two, and we both have jobs outside of it. And so we're fine. Um, But, like, for one of our wholesale partners, this is her livelihood, and, like, her shop is closed down, and... She can't make money right now. Like, is trying to figure out where to go. And so, when and I were like, something that I feel called to do is, since we don't need this profit right now, we're going to take the profit that we make and we're going to give it to her. And not in like a, oh, we're like so great. But like, that's where life is found, is when you can get past my stuff, especially living in like middle class, like being... I mean, really being fine, being comfortable. This has made people uncomfortable, but when it boils down to, I still have a place to live and things like that. Yeah. To get to the point after you have grieved of like, okay, now I need to look out and I need to see the need. I want to do what I can to help fill that need from a distance. Like, So if that means like, I'm going to just take the profits that we're going to make and give it to someone else, if I'm going to reach out to someone who I know is struggling to take two seconds and do that. Getting to that point where you say, okay, I can move forward is just truly, I feel like has been the most life-giving thing that has happened in this time because like we're sad and we are trying to figure all this out. But at the same time, man, there is such a peace that comes with looking outside and trying to instill this hope that as followers of Christ, we can feel, right? So Easter week, that that sense of like the disciples being like, no, you can't die. You can't. Like you, you're supposed to like wipe out the Roman Empire. Be the Messiah. Yes. Like Palm Sunday, you're coming in to take these people out and then him saying, no, I'm going to die. But there is going to be hope. That sorrow will turn to joy. And so as believers being needing to be the ones that are... Not just, oh man, I'm sad about what I'm losing right now, but saying have what,
3: faith in the resurre- uh, resurrection. Yes, have faith in the Absolutely. resurrection.
1: There is that that life that is coming, and I, I mean, I truly believe it that there is going to be a renewal in the church. That there is going to be a revival.
0: Oh, the community after this! Oh my God, yeah. it's going to blow up. Yeah, because uh, I'm feeling a little bit with the uh, the. I had a couple kids. Like, we're like, we feel like we're in prison. And like I get what they're trying to do that that grieving sorrow. star was like, "Well, hold on, hold on. You have Netflix. You have internet. You have a bed. You have like you can go outside. You can still walk outside. So it's, like, it's not prison." Um, but look at the opportunities like, okay, if they're all kind of past the acceptance phase, I'm accepting this is where we're at right now. What can I do with this opportunity? And everything I I Schnitzer back in the day, I learned this from him, he said, "Every single decision you make, there are two options, the high road and the low road. And so now that we have this decision to make of how we're going to react to this acceptance of you know being in the quarantine, is are you going to choose the high road of, you know what, I'm going to take the gratitude, I'm going to take this learning opportunity, I'm going to move forward in different ways, or am I going to make the decision to be in, not just sorrow, like because you can grieve, but more into, I'm going to be... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Self pity. Be- Self pity. Melancholy, just yeah.
1: like staying there. That has yeah. been like and,
0: are you gonna choose that or right. are you gonna choose to go, you know what? Here's an opportunity to be on the high road. Here's what I can do. Exactly. Because I can sit
1: here and I can say, Man Self pity, yes, good. People like
0: Did anybody
3: say self-pity yet? <laughs> and I can <laughs> sit
1: here I can sit here being being sad about like people losing their job and the economy in a downturn and like just people losing things, but like there, and while there is value in like feeling that and feel emotions, I think that you should you should feel them absolutely. But I do just like truly believe that if you sit in that, which you can, and it's so easy to do that right now, that, that there's no life that comes out of that.
3: Yeah. Oh, and I mean, I don't know where we're gonna go such a spiritual route on this, but talking about how the <laughs> Lord works in mysterious ways. Uh, the impact on the environment has been absolutely amazing. Um, so I know it's yeah. a little bit of silver lining. Everybody staying home, driving less, it's really helped the environment. So you know maybe the good Lord just bring a little bit in there and said, hey, here you go. The so, tigers are uh,
1: increasing in number again <laughs> in the wild. Tigers, that's, a, that's an interesting tiger.
2: There was a uh, tiger in the New York City Zoo that got caught uh, COVID-19. Is
1: the COVID-19? Yeah.
0: yeah, I saw that too. Uh, yeah. Dogs
3: are immune. Therefore, if you're not a dog person... I mean, that's your sign right yep. there. You
0: yeah. Got a dog last week. <laughs> I saw this post on um, on Facebook, ironically enough, and it was like, it was talking about where your priorities were, and it was like, you worship sports, so I shut down the Coliseums. You worshiped, <laughs> up, you know concert so I shut down, you know, the venues. Like, you worship, you know, this, so I shut this down. And it was, like, kind of, and it seems a little extreme, you know, like, okay, you don't have to shut down this NBA, the whole league, whatever. But it was kind of like this mindset, a little bit of a trigger of, like, oh, wait a minute, I do, like, I know more about, NBA players from being a Hawks fan and being a basketball fan or I know more about football or I know more about this musician or more about this movie. Like, you go to the movies, I shut down the theaters. I know more about the Marvel MCU than I know about maybe a family member or maybe a scripture or maybe, you know, about this, things that are going to in depth, in me as a person and human connection, and so it was kind of a cool. Like it seemed a little extreme when I first read. It. I was like, oh, "Okay, get off your high horse." But it also was kind of like, you know what? I do put way more stock and value in things that will never reciprocate love or reciprocate, you know, value or fulfillment. It's just things that I kind of enjoy. But then, like when it all got cut out, what am I? What am I thrive? Like, what am I want right now? Am I really wanting to go and watch ESPN and watch sports? Or am I really wanting to be with friends and watch those sports? Or am I wanting to be in community? I think the community would outbeat the sports. Yes, I also enjoy competition. Uh, we miss the Masters. Yeah. We miss they the rescheduled it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, postponed. What is it? Uh, November. November. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, which, but still, I've never been to the wait, Masters. Yeah. I want to go. Oh, some it's point. so I mean, I mean, So it's kind of just, it was just interesting. The good Lord did wait until
3: football was over. So uh, <laughs> bless up. Dude, uh, they <laughs> said if
0: SEC <laughs> football was going on right now, every one of those scientists would have figured out a cure because they're not going to miss their Saturday Night. <laughs> yeah, I, like,
2: I saw this old meme or something and it said if you told the people in the South <laughs> that if they stayed home and did not leave once for seven days, that that would, that would. Like assure them that as like football would happen in the fall that they would not leave at all. And I was like that is so true. <laughs> I mean this
3: is Georgia's year. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> he He's wearing a, little, wearing a Georgia Tech shirt. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, didn't y'all? Um, I saw Mark Rick wearing a Georgia Tech clothes. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, all, saw all right, me. that's what happens when you when you treat them. ACC Bad Network. Work.
2: Yeah. yeah, is he did he get
0: a job? Is he going to be like a reporter?
3: He no, was he was doing not.
2: like announcing stuff on the ACC network. He's one of their key oh, analysts because oh, he is worked because he his claim to fame was at
3: Florida State as an offensive coordinator. Then got mm-hmm. hired at Georgia, turned the program around, and then Georgia kicked him out because he was successful but not successful enough. And so then he went to Miami, coached there for like three or four years, tried to turn that program around, said, you know, drugs are bad, y'all. So then he got. Booted from Miami,
0: <laughs> and so now he works as one of their analysts. And he's a good dude. I will say like, he won two SEC championships in his the 12 years that he was there or something like that, 10 years or something like that. He got two SEC championships. Even though Kirby Smart has gotten us in the top four, top ten in the last three or four years, got us to the national championship, we did not secure the bag, okay? His record is just the same as Mark Rick. Get us the bag. I'm just gonna say Georgia Tech's won as many national championships in the past 20 years.
3: So that's a classic. That, that I know is, that's is a know. classic. Georgia Tech. We won one in 1990. Let, let's talk about the past. 40 years ago. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> let's let's talk about Tigers. You
2: talked about the black peg. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait.
0: Were you? Did you say the black peg was the Georgia Tech season? No, I was saying talk about mm. the past. Oh, hey, oh, hey, there hey, 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 it is. There oh, hey, it is. Yeah. Making connections. <laughs> Um, no, I only watched Georgia Tech for one reason. One, to support my brother. Second reason oh, wow. would be Wesley Wells, a little hometown hero. He's got on the team. On. I know he got. I know, but like he was still cool to watch. Though <laughs> he, <laughs> he did was, have a
3: miraculous freshman season. Yeah, he was Perfect yes, he on field goals, extra
0: points, yeah. everything. Yeah. It was like when uh, Ryan Turner was a baseball pitcher for Georgia Tech. This is true. Uh,
3: from Lumpkin, did did
2: mm. uh, did Wesley go somewhere else?
0: Uh, he decided to mutually part with the uh, football program.
2: Oh, that's a smart he's still a student him, there.
3: Um,
0: okay. But he's so, not going anywhere else to kick or anything. Okay. Mm. No, I wasn't trying to bring up bad so I'm just saying, we're proud of our hometown people. Yeah. yeah. So And uh, it wasn't his fault. I'll mm. just say there's other um, factors.
3: Coach Collins has this thing called above the line where either you're a starter or you're not. And for kickers, that's kind of a weird dynamic to have. And so he had two kickers and he's like, all right, you go kick now, like literally before a field goal. And so, kind of messed up everybody's feng shui. Neither kicker did well, so but they got a, a top kicker come in, so maybe he'll be able to make a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I also saw speaking of the sports world, the Atlanta Falcons like showed off their new uniforms, and the pan uh, the, <laughs> the, the, Panthers. the the Carolina Panthers posted like good uniforms, and it's Adam Sandler from a um, uh, what's it called. Um, uh, Longest yard, longest yard yeah. and it's like the it's their uniforms from Longest Yard, and it looks just it like the Falcons. You see the uh, the clapback that the Falcons did. Yeah, no. uh, they
3: did the uh, like uh, shine through the shade, but using the Cam, Cam Newton, Newton font <laughs> because oh. the Panthers, you know, <laughs> yeah. did him a disservice. And what so, was the Cam Newton font? I don't know. What it, uh, it's the, like Wingdings or something. Yeah, let, let, let
0: Let me ask you this: Was oh, that like a deep, deep cut though? Like, you, well, know, you I wouldn't know the Cam well, Newton reference. Well,
3: the Panthers tweeted back, "Hey, it's all in love." And so, like, they immediately into the argument. Yeah. They're like, oh, what's that? Oh, we're sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. You've beaten us 13 of the last 16 times? We're, we apologize. Which, um, before I forget, uh, quick plug, Fox46Nick on Instagram. He's this meteorologist Fox, in Fox, Charlotte. Okay. And he does, like... Sponsor the show. He, he does, like, on dances on air <laughs> that are, like, really, really good. And also, one of his claims to fame is that, you know how... Athletes wear like crazy outfits to the locker room, yeah. Especially yeah. ones like mm-hmm. Cam Newton, yeah. And he got <laughs> he literally got famous for like recreating Cam Newton outfits and like wearing them and taking pictures that looked exactly like Cam Newton. <laughs> and um, that's awesome. Go look him up, Fox Forty Six Nick. It's <laughs> hilarious. Fox. I went down that
0: rabbit hole the other day. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, man, this guy is a genius. <laughs> so, our before we finish up today's episode um, with the coronavirus. It's it's been a wild times. It's been crazy times. As I've had some, I like to say I'm mentally and emotionally mature, but there has been some struggles. I've had some mental, just like craziness of like missing people. Like I miss my youth kids tremendously. Yep. I miss the boys getting lunch on Fridays. Yeah, uh, miss seeing some of the the regulars that I get to see and live in community with. Um. But I know there's a purpose. I know there's a higher power. And so we just want to say, like, we love you and we're there for you. And if you need anything, like, y'all know me, you're listening to my podcast. So hopefully you know who I am. Um, reach out to us, man, and reach out or reach out to someone that you know cares about you. And don't let, you know, not the self pity. We're not trying to come at you or anything. That's where you've already accepted it. But like that sorrow versus the gratitude that uh, Astro was talking about. Like, if you're still in that kind of that sorrow state, Look for someone. Look for someone who can be a bright light. Um, stay six feet away from them, but find them. You know, uh, yeah. it's a slight joke there. Um, but I just, I just, just want to encourage people with that because I yeah. feel like that's why I see a lot of people who are. There's some people who don't, like, you know, bump the system. I want to do whatever I want. But there's some people who are really wanting to be around fellowship yeah um and so just know that like this too shall pass and even though we can't see the finish line we don't know where it is and that's kind of the struggle like if you told everybody june 2nd is the last day of and then everything's in the clear i think everybody would be solid like okay cool june yeah. 2nd got it boom but we just don't know that date and so there's that kind of that sense of like lostness of like all right well how long do i have to put up with this so when you're in that moment, like Nathan and Will and Asher and I just all talked about, you know, look for opportunities to grow, challenge yourself, get to know different aspects of your family members, loved ones, make more phone calls, write something down, listen to music, do something that like that to-do list that you've had but you've never really quite done. Get it done. You know what I mean? No time like the present. Yeah. Yep. Um, and as always, Asher, you kind of made me chuckle a little bit, because uh, it's been a while since we've done a podcast, but I like to end each episode with a little wisdom, a little bit of nugget, a little thing to go with. Uh, Nathan, I kind of, I know yours. At least I want, I know what something I want you to say because you mentioned it on your de- devotion. It was from a quote from a book that you're reading about technology. You know what I'm talking about? I'm, I don't want to butcher yeah. it though. but that was that was a really uh, when you said that on the devotion, I was like, oh, that's so true. Um, you don't have to say that, but at some point, I think Please. you do now. Though, yeah, yeah. You, the, the you saying, know what's what what yeah, it?
2: The saying is: I, I was reading this book called "The Tech Wise Family." Yeah, and uh, there's a quote in there that when technology started getting a lot better, and we started getting you know tablets and and social media and all these things, is that um, especially I I don't have kids, I can't imagine how hard it is parenting kids and all that. But uh, we the the quote is is that we started giving kids um, like we'd put technology in front of their face to keep them from getting bored. But what we've created is a more easily bored generation. And so they, like they, they just like instead of allowing for boredom and trying to fill that and allow the creativity and all that, it's just created them to be more easily bored to where kind of like what I was talking about, you can watch Netflix, but you got to be looking at something else and doing something else and all these type of things. Um, that, so that's we, a quote. That's a powerful quote. I like Can we yeah. just
3: talk about how some of those powerful quotes always contradict themselves? You know, like, the man you feed most,
0: hunger's the most. And you're like, what? <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, like the Eleanor Roosevelt quote, you know, teach a, a, build a man a fire, keep him warm for a day. Set a man on fire, keep him warm for life. Elmer no. Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the Declaration of Independence. Um, was that was that Talladega Nights? So they say that. That's um, pretty funny. All right. So what what is it, Will? Uh, no, it's uh, not. It's PG thirteen. So I can't tell you. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, so we're gonna go with a little wisdom. Who'll start us off here? I'll go. All right, Naters.
2: Um, I think the the nugget of wisdom, uh, especially during this time and and with the. The theme of what we're going about is is uh, find what your what's been the center of your life in the past years. What 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 a lot of it has kind of been destroyed, but kind of find something a, a new center, um, especially for spirituality. Even though um, God, Christianity, all these things may have been important in your life. They may not have actually been the center, the focus of everything. So, what is what have you focused on? What has been the center of your life? Whether has it been social media? Has it been these things? And now that it's kind of stripped away, find a new center, find a new focus that actually means something, that actually brings life, that actually cares for people, that actually cares about your soul. Um, and I think, even though we don't know when this end will be, or, or you know how this is going to play out, I think that will that will better serve not only you during this time, but your life th- for the rest of your life that you can actually have a center and a focus, um, that is deeper and more impactful than what has possibly been the center and focus of your life. Nice. All
3: right. What you got, Will? Oh, well, I guess it's now going to be, don't let Nathan go first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a little bit more impactful. Um, Two things is, uh, first off, uh, as you listen to this episode, you keep wondering why we talk about tigers. That's supposed to be one of our topics the Tiger King. Yeah, we were so. going to
1: talk a lot more about tigers. We're, yeah. we're, we're not <laughs> as weirdly
3: fascinated with tigers. Um, <laughs> we just
0: got passionate about COVID-19, and, and that's what we just end up talking about. So,
3: um, And I've had this piece of advice since I was in Afghanistan, um, and I thought about it in the motor pole when I was running one day, listening to your podcast, and I was like, man, one day I'm going to be on this podcast, and I have to have... A, the greatest device. This has to be the greatest. <laughs> Nugget of wisdom. And then I was like, no, bump that. I want my biggest pet peeve solved. And that is, if somebody's showing you a YouTube clip, don't be that person who taps the screen to see how much longer it is. That is <laughs> my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> That's like in a conversation like, yeah, hey, but also how much longer do I have to talk to you? Just just bear with it. It's not going to be a 45-minute video. so. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Has does that happened a lot to you? Have I done
0: that to you? I don't I don't remember the last time you showed me a YouTube clip, though. I, I love you, Ben. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, don't send me 12-minute videos to
1: watch. <laughs> it was 11 and a half. All right. Asher? Um, I would say this is something that I've been thinking a lot about. Um, I think that this is a great time for a lot of people to deal with things that they have numbed their self and kept themselves busy for so long that now they're having to actually deal with things, whether it, whether it's grief, whether it's disappointment, um, whatever the case may be. Um, there is, there was a monastic order um, centuries ago, and they would, um, there was a guy named Abba Moses, and he had a one of the monks come up to him one time and like asking about like. He wanted to learn something, get some kind of discernment. And the monk said, go sit in your cell, and your cell will teach you everything. Um, and I think that that's something that now it can be so easy to just numb yourself all day, whether it's with the Tiger King, whether it's with re-watching The Office, or listening to podcasts all day, or just taking in so much media. Um, but I would encourage everyone here um, to take the time, to force yourself to be silent and like examine um, because it is like in that that you are like in touch with yourself. You are able to find life um, in dealing with things and being able to move forward. And so um, that's my piece of advice. And once you have um, spent that time, go outside yourself, serve, and that um, that's a fulfilling life. Absolutely. Uh, I, I said
0: mine is to know that a light from the shadows shall spring, um, and while we're waiting here and we're in this moment of waiting, know that God is always working. Um, all right, all you cool cats and kittens, um, <laughs> there we, we go. appreciate y'all listening to today's episode of the podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple and Spotify. We're there. We have merch. we got tons of T-shirts and hats and stickers. Um, we're doing right now, whenever you purchase something, we'll throw in a free sticker uh, for you. So make sure you get your merch today. Just DM us. We're doing a discount. It's called the COVID-19 discount. Um, so if you order anything in the next you know, quarantine section, we'll give you 20% off because it's easier mathematically than 19%. But we'll But get the COVID-19 <laughs> Um, And then I know Asher said he wanted to do some stuff.
1: Yep, so the aforementioned coffee business. um, Always when I'm on here, we do a 40% discount on your order. Big old discount. All you have to do is type in the code Buffalo 40 Nice. All right, guys. Well, we love you. We appreciate
0: you. Uh, Nathan, Will, Asher, thank you all for being a guest here on the Great White Buffalo Podcast.